Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. And I'm Nick the Human. Here we are, episode 45. Yeah, episode 45, and it is summer. Like, this week, I mean, it's the last two weeks, but it's like summer, summer. Right, Eric? I went yeah, up. It did, it did finally happen. Oh, you're in Texas right now with a crazy heat wave, right? Oh, yeah. It's been in the 90s. Heat X over, over 100. I mowed the lawn today. I meant to do it at like 8 a.m. It ended up bleeding into like 10.30 to 12.30. High noon. Who would have known? Bad time to be mowing the lawn. Uh, But it was fun. And it was, I I got through, I burned some fucking calories. Um, I need to lose some weight anyway. Are people just blasting the AC like without any regard for? Well, they they issued these notices like keep your house at 78 degrees unplug right. your and things it, because texas might run out of power again in case you missed that story <laughs> for a second time in a year which was supposed to be this once in a generation storm thing um i think everyone's probably just blasting their ac it seems like a very texan thing to just say you know fuck the government and blast their ac as much as they can except it's like this private power grid that they supposedly want yeah (laughs) (laughs) no no it's it's like a perfect paradox or like showing how that line of selfish thinking really leads to its own end you know (laughs) where it's like you were selfish and wanted your own power grid then the power grid is like yo we're gonna run out of power please stop using so much power and they're like well you don't tell me what to do now i'm gonna use as much power as i want and uh (laughs) you know and what's great is that this is all happening and uh at the same time they're, they're, you're going to be allowed to carry guns in Texas without any sort of permit. It's the Wild West. Like, it's literally the Wild West. And this is just two weeks after a mass shooting in downtown Austin, which, did we talk about that? Uh, Sean, No, that was the night that you guys went out, right after we recorded the podcast, right? right? after we recorded the podcast, Sean and I were two blocks away from the shooting. Shit. And, you know, it's scary. Sean and I left this club swan dive on red river at like 115 120 and walked two blocks to our right and at 130 two blocks to our left 13 people were shot by this guy oh my gosh and um and sean and i walked up and and home didn't know and then our uh friends who were at the show our our friend laura was um playing bass in this band called the irons and Corey was there our roommate and they end up just like going into the green room and just locking the doors of the club for an hour um which is which is crazy um and the guy got away too which makes no sense you've been to sixth street you've played on sixth street um, yeah, many many times there's a million cops on sixth street and it's like yeah. not even just like like fuck off cops like they're armed like they they like shit goes down there and that didn't help catch the guy and i mean the fact that he even got away like blows my mind it shouldn't even be possible for something like I mean, that to happen. a friday night on sixth street i mean even though it's the pandemic it's it was probably super super crowded yeah right? yeah it was packed yeah. it's it sucks it's weird i mean texas i'm just like what are you doing like 
I don't know. I, I'm 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 mad about that. But uh, the power thing is is also just is is silly. I don't know. Sorry to just go off into serious venting at the start of this, <laughs> but uh, but you know I am going to be moving soon. A long gestured move back to New York City, and I've finally connected with my roommate last night. We talked through all of the the specs on the apartments that we want. We decided we're probably going to move to Greenpoint. Um, we're going to f- oh, yeah, Greenpoint. look for a, a two bedroom and it's a good guy. And like, it's like, all right, like this is getting serious now. It's time to go. Um, so that'll be a cool thing. And then I'll be up here and then Sean's going to come visit uh, not long after in November. And we're going to pal around with you in Greenpoint. And we're going to go see Jeff. Yeah, we uh, were celebrating being New Yorkers again by uh, this morning. Tickets went on sale for Jeff Rosenstock at the Warsaw. Two nights. He's playing a ska show the first night. The ska Uh, show. Yeah. And both of these shows sold out within the first 40 minutes. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad we got our tickets. Me too. Uh, I think there's some other adventure guys, listeners that got some tickets and are going to be seeing Jeff on this tour. Also, I'm super stoked. I mean, I haven't bought tickets for a show in over a year. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so glad you reminded me, Eric. I was on the phone with somebody and it was like 8.58 a.m. here in like 9.58 in New York time. They were going on sale at 10 o'clock New York time, like two minutes before. And you were like, I woke up early to to get Jeff tickets, whatever, and they're they're more than ten dollars, which was always his thing. And I was like, Oh my <laughs> god, thank you. Like you were just venting and I was like, I forgot. Like so I went on right then and got the tickets and um I was like, Fuck yeah. And then I came home and I was talking to Sean. I was like, Sean, you know, usually we, we spend Thanksgiving together. Were you think about coming up? He's like, Yeah, I was like, Well, me and Eric just got Jeff tickets for two nights. The first night's a ska night. Do you want to do it? He was like, he just looked at me and went yeah. So I just went on and bought the tickets right there too. Um and it I, I'm I'm really excited. So the first night is Ska Dream where he's gonna play Ska Dream front to back, and the second night is the normal no dream. Now on the Ska Dream nights, there's the all the Ska Dream nights, there's no openers on it. Which would lead me to believe like, is Jeff gonna pull out the stops and have some ska friends come and join the bill that night? I would Think so. I yeah. mean, I, he said there's going to be a horn section for the ska dream nights. So he, I would guess they're going to get another ska band to play the show and then have their horn players be the, the horn section. Yeah, that's a good call. But I was like, anything's on the table with like who could be on the record, right? Were, were there was some, wasn't there someone from the Slackers is on the record? Um, oh, yeah. I think I was like, well, I was like, imagine, imagine if that happened. They're 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 like the lo- slackers open for Jeff Rosenstock. Yeah, no way. They would never do it. I don't know. They're I don't know. I was just trying to think of like who's in the area is involved in the Jeff universe and is a ska band. And I mean, dude, if, if the slackers play that show, it'll be great. the slackers are an amazing live band, like one of the best live ska bands. Yeah, I've never seen them too. I mean, I, this oh, is probably seriously? just this is just wishful thinking of uh, on my part. <laughs> I I was fortunate enough to uh to open five uh shows for them. Um this was oh this was damn five years ago now. I was playing trombone in Rude King. Yeah. 
and uh, we did some Texas dates for the Slackers. Because what the Slackers usually do is they'll fly out to a region and they'll like pick a local band to borrow all their gear from <laughs> and then open all the regional shows. Oh, nice. So I think Vic was playing, yeah, because Harold was on that tour also. Uh, so Vic was playing Harold's Nord the whole oh, tour. Wow. <laughs> it's not, that's a pretty good uh, plan. That's a good racket right there. Yeah. <laughs> like it's efficient and cost effective. That, that's a great band. I don't yeah, know. We did, we did two sold out shows at Flamingo Cantina on that, that run. Oh, wow. That must have been fun. Yeah, I mean, it was during the summer, too. And, like, they're all wearing suits on stage at Flamingo Cantina. Oh, wow. It's, like, 90-something degrees, and, like, they're sweating their asses off. I, I couldn't, man. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome venue, but it gets very hot there. Very hot, yeah. No, we'll, we'll see who, who gets announced. Anything's in the cards. Who, who the fuck knows, you know? Um, um, Yeah, so that'll be fun. And, yeah, if you're going to the show, let us know. Did you see the mail at gmail.com? We, we, I mean, we're going to have to do some Adventure Guys content around this tour and these shows. It's too it's too good to be true. Sean, yeah, we'll do a on-site field recording. I want to do something. Yeah. I really want to do that. Mara, who's on episode five of Adventure Guys, is going. We've seen – she's come with me. I. So what's great about Mara is that she would be into Jeff, but then I was super into it. And then she has a friend who's like one of her best friends growing up is also just like total Jeff head goes to everything. So like we've gone to see it. She came to me to the, me to the first Antarctica Vespucci show ever um, at uh Shea stadium, this like DIY venue. So she's in, so it'll be fun. It'll be like a real like state of the union. I bet there'll be some ska people there. We can maybe get to talk on mic. I don't know. You know, I, I figured also like if I'm going to a Jeff Rosenstock ska show in Brooklyn, like at the end of the pandemic, I'm going to just see like a New York city ska all-star lineup. Like all the friends that I've known from all the years of touring are going to be there. But thing is this show, these shows sold out in 40 minutes. I don't know if they could all get tickets. Like all the people that I think would go to those shows or would have gone like, you know, eight, nine years ago. Uh, I don't know if they got tickets. I got to ask around to make sure. Yeah. Well, that would be fun. I wore, when I saw, Okay, this must have been one of the Jeff shows at Warsaw, or it was maybe the last BTMI shows, the show that I went to at Warsaw. I was definitely wearing a holophonics shirt or a holophoner, and one or two people asked me about it. Oh yeah, was um oh it was it was Henry from uh keep yeah he he told me about that too. He was like, hey, I saw your friend Nick. Yeah. Oh right. All right. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, dude. I was like, hey, uh, you played with my brother, too, in 4.0. Yeah. <laughs> which is, we've never talked about on the show, but Sean was in this band called 4.0, which was a upstate New York ska band that toured the East Coast a bunch of times. And the last EP that he played on very well, like, he really crushes it on that on this EP. Um, and it's it's got, like, a little bit of a legacy going. I would I would check that out if you if you like ska and Sean. It's the nuts. So easy EP. It is really good. And the legacy is like surprisingly intertwined into all of our ska lives. Do you remember this was maybe like a year or so ago mm-hmm. when we realized. So my friends from Denver, younger than Neil, awesome ska core band, uh, Holophonics put out a split with them last year. Uh, they were at our place 
in Texas recording their side of the split with me. And they were just talking about how they started the band. And that band, apparently, the origin story is the bass trombone player said to the singer, hey, I want to start a band that sounds like this song. And it was a 4.0 song. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> it was a Lighthouse's Rule. Oh, yeah. It's a great song. It's kind of a Flaming Tsunamis sort of a vibe. Um, if anyone remembers that band. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was like that band was so much fun. Like they would come and stay at our house in New Jersey all the time. This is when I was interning at Atlantic in like, like a decade ago. And uh, they were so much fun. And uh, yeah, it was great. It's super funny. Yeah. Whatever whatever happened? With the band? Yeah. Um, it was just like a kind of life divergent sort of a thing. Like one of the leaders got a job as a band director in Virginia or something like that. Mm. And then somebody moved here and then life life stuff. I I don't I don't I, I don't remember all the details, but it was one of those. Well, you know how bands work these days. Life life stuff, people move in different places and our expanded Realizing they didn't need to break up. Oh, right. <laughs> so maybe we'll get a 4.0 reunion. Maybe we'll see that in our lifetime. Maybe. It's <laughs> funny. Start, start incepting Sean with that idea. I will. It's time <laughs> to bring the ska back, brother. Maybe when we see the ska dream, it'll, uh, it'll occur to him. Yeah. But that'll be really fun. So, I mean, I can't wait to do this podcast in person, which we've talked about a few times. I, I don't even... It's going to be so weird because I'm just so used to doing it on the computer. Like that once we do it in person, it, it's going to take a little bit of adjusting. Right. I, I anticipate right now our mic technique is going to be very bad. Your mic technique is already Questionable. lacking in certain areas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> I mean, you, you're using a dynamic mic. So, all right. I'll give. I'll cut you some slack. But I think maybe if we just like set up a, a room mic... Yeah, <laughs> it it might be a good idea. We'll see, we'll see how it how how it works out. Yeah, um, but I am excited to to start season two of Adventure Guys. Uh, yeah, when do you think that's going to happen? I don't, September. Yeah, I guess that would make the most sense. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna like re gear retool for a season two launch. If you have any suggestions, like let us know. And like so, Cat Burnside, who we shout out a couple of ago, she hit us up and was like hey idea put the show that you're going to co- cover next week in the show notes so i can remember and look at it and then watch the episode before the next episode and i was like great idea like those are the brainstorms that we need i was like why why have we not been doing that um you know i i, I, I think myself, when, we, when yeah. we started yeah i think yeah. i think that idea came up oh and really i th- i think i dismissed it because i was like nobody's gonna care Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what you said. <laughs> but people do care. That's incredible. That's so nice. I know. Um, I myself, I was like, this actually is a good idea to help me because honestly, we put the episode out, and then I'm like, what episode? Like today, I was like, what episode do we need to watch? So I always just go to the last episode, like zip around in the last couple minutes and find the theme. So writing it down will be great. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you looked at the stats for last week's episode. Yeah. But there was a significant drop off in listenership. <laughs> <laughs> for 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 our so, special app. Yeah, our our very special our regular episode. Um I, how do people know though? I, like, I, I the thing is our 
our more popular episodes of our podcast are when we do more popular episodes of the Adventure Time television mm-hmm. show. But it would seem like people knew that this was a regular show episode and didn't listen. But that wouldn't that doesn't really make sense because Yeah, well the thing is like the maybe the more popular episodes of Adventure Time don't always give us the better quality episodes of Adventure Guys podcast. No, but but I hear what you're also you're saying is that the drop off was more significant than if we had just covered like a so so episode of Adventure Time. Like it was it was it was deeper to to re- suggest something else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Listeners are fickle. I love you, but you can be fickle. So it is what it is. I am excited though today because we are actually we've been talking way too long before getting to the episode because we have one of the better episodes of Adventure Time, right? I I think this is a great yeah. one. This is a great app. And I you, can't. I had wait. a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. Well, let's do it. All right. Episode discussion. So we watched season two, episode seventeen, "Death in Bloom." Yeah, wonderful, great episode. That Eric, I know you hate going through it thing by thing, but. It's literally jam-packed, and everything that happens in this episode is entertaining. This is like, I could put this as one of the episodes that I would show somebody to introduce the show to. Like, yeah, I think season two is a great place for that. This really made me remember how fun and magical season two is. And I mean, I guess it's kind of the case for a lot of long running TV shows. Like the second season is usually a very highly regarded one. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just like it it's hitting this perfect nexus of like it's got everything figured out. Like the show knows what it is, but it's still like open to a lot of potential and possibilities for where the show is going to go. Right. There's a lot of world building. Yeah. There's a lot of lore and story. But there's still also this very carefree, fun attitude that doesn't bog it down with, you know, details. Uh, it, it moves very fast. Like there, there are things that will matter a lot more going way far later into the series. And, you know, I mean, we've seen where the whole Dead World lore eventually winds yeah. up from the Distant Land special. But there's a there's so much in the second season that gets introduced in in terms of you know building the lore and building the world and it does it in such a fun way that's like indicative of the early carefree yeah. attitude. Of yeah, the, show. the the sense of humor that you find in season one is still here in season two, but mixed with the lore, like because the sense of humor and some of the timing and some of these things does evolve as the show goes on. Like there were a couple moments in this that felt very early adventure time. You know what I'm getting at? Like yeah, some yeah. of the, some of those jokes like like one of the funniest jokes is that there's this plant, they're trying to keep it alive. It's important to Princess Bubblegum. She's off doing her thing. And they kill it and they put it to bed and they they tell it a story and tuck it in and then Finn's like, "Okay, good night." Jake, we killed the plant. And just like the <laughs> way it's timed, the joke, I'm like, this is a cornerstone early adventure time sort of moment joke. Uh, that only happens in here. Uh, yeah, there's on. that element of randomness. Yeah, that uh, yeah, as the show goes on, things become a little bit more logical. At, at least in, in the way the characters react to their environments. Mm-hmm. 
well said. You're very articulate today, Eric. <laughs> um, well, it, you know, starting off just in how fun it is in world building because like, you're still learning about it. And, you, you know, Princess Bubblegum, they're all hanging out on in like the candy kingdom, the, the castle, and they would be <laughs> Finn, Jake, Princess Bubblegum. And Princess Bubblegum is like, I got to go to Veggie Village for the annual technology fair. Now, will you watch my princess plant for me? I'll be back on the morrow. And then she lets- such such an early season kind of premise. Yes, and then she <laughs> lets out a big scree for her big bird to come <laughs> and literally pick her up. Not like like get on it, like but it it physically picks her up and flies away off into the distance, and which is just so funny and and random. And and then Finn and Jake are like, cool, we can take care of this princess plant, and they. They try to show the princess plant a good time by hanging out they, with it. So they do the kind of shit that they did in the Jiggler episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, they first instinct, they want to show someone a good time. Let's get dancing. That's like number one priority <laughs> for these guys. It's hilarious. It's like they have no idea what the actual wants and needs of this plant are. They're just going to like default to their own party time. Yeah. What would I like if 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 Princess Bubblegum asked someone to look after me? What would I want them to do? Well, first off, we gotta dance. Second off, we gotta eat pizzas and cookies. <laughs> They're like jamming this food into the plant's roots and shit. Yeah, <laughs> and Jake is like moving the plant's roots like it's its feet. Um, <laughs> then they curl up by the fireplace, and Finn is reading a story. Jake's falling asleep, and it's already dead. But just to top things off, it catches on fire. And then they go put it in bed, and they realize it's dead. And Finn's like, well, what we're going to have to do is just go to the world of the dead, the land of the dead, and find its spirit and do all that before Princess Bubblegum gets back. And at this point, Peppermint Butler said, did you say I have to go to the land of the dead? And they're like, uh, no. He goes, well, because I can just take you there. if As long as you're going to owe me a favor, which if I do this favor for you, there's a price to be paid. But we can discuss that at a later time. Is what he says. And you know, Pepper and Butler is far more sinister in this episode than you. Like, I think as the show goes on, like, he he gets a little bit more grounded. Yeah. And it's like, you know that he has these dark world connections, but he plays it off a little bit, you know. Yeah, where he ends up in the show is, is a bit more enjoyable and friendly. He's sort of this conduit between, like a candy kingdom person and the underworld and this insane, all that insane shit. And, but in this, he seems like he actually might just be someone from the under, like basically from hell. (laughs) He's come up and it's very frightening. Peppermint Butler. He's fucked up. Um, so that he's like, let's go down to the world of the day. So he goes, look into this corner of this room and cross your eyes I love this. This is is my favorite way to open a portal to hell. Yeah. (laughs) Cross your eyes, damn it. And then doesn't he say some shit like, and then it opens up? Yeah, I don't know if he's he's got a magic spell or something. Yeah. Um, And then they go, and then they're going to go into the land of the dead. Um, The dead world. We've been there. Yeah, the dead world. We've been there. This is is what's so great about uh, season two and the richness of building this world, right? Because- this is episode 17 of the second season. Only, right, 16 episodes prior did we get to go to the Nidosphere. Oh, right. This is what I love about, like, this show is that there's room for both the Dead World and the Nidosphere. 
it's big. There's right. and there's there's more there's more places we still haven't gone yet in the show that we will go to. <laughs> yeah. Well, you remember I think we we've, we've talked about this in terms of like songwriting when things are different but not distinct. Mm-hmm. Right? We're like the chord progression for the verse is like very similar to the chord progression for the pre-chorus and is like yeah. not really clear where one starts and one ends and makes learning songs difficult because it all sort of sounds the same. Um, you have to like have enough of a distinctness for, for them to like, you know, function side by side or in opposition to each other. And there's both a nidosphere and a dead world in this series. And I kind of love how chaotic that is because they're both rich enough settings to exist to coexist yeah. in the lore. And they both you I just called the dead world hell, which it's not really. The nitosphere seems more akin to that, right? Right, but it's also not really. But it's also it's not like, really, it's, yeah. It's so weird how they maneuver these metaphors around these different places. Uh and every episode in the dead world is super fun and every episode in the nitosphere is super fun and the characters are so crazy and super fun. Uh I just I love that they're able to do both of these things and it there's no dissonance there. It's such a great observation, Eric. They really set the way I mean, we've talked about it before, but the way they set this show up and gave them so much room to play and explore is just genius, you know? Some shows set themselves up into a box where after a couple seasons you're kind of like where else can they go with this thing? But like that is never a problem in Adventure Time. Um, yeah. I mean, the only problem would be connecting it all, which they eventually do pretty masterfully. And in this episode, you really, there were almost like a few call, like I realized in the Distant Lands special that we watched into this episode, there were almost like a, a callback or two. Um, and like the way it connected, it was like, oh, we've been here before. And like, it was really cool. Like with the vulture who's you uh, letting you know if you can get into the land, the dead, yeah. sort of like the reverse yeah. St. Peter, yeah. right? Um, so what I what I realized uh, a little while ago, I was playing, um, uh, I'm playing Paper Mario, the Origami King right now, ooh. which is a little bit disappointing as, as far as RPGs go. I'm a big RPG fan. Sure. Um, but Adventure Time is sort of like an open world video game, mm. like an open world RPG. Whereas a show like Steven Universe is more of, you know, you're on a track, like there's a protagonist, uh, you do the events in order, you know, like you you level up accordingly as you go. Adventure Time, it seems like you can kind of go over here, do this quest, go over there, do that quest. You can kind of level up your characters any way you want. It's got that open world feel to it. That's a great way to say it. You know, Steven Universe... does have they gave themselves a lot of platitude as well like there's lots of places to go but it's definitely not an open world yeah i mean there's definitely good side quests yes. but it's yeah. for sure a linear story yeah yeah <laughs> adventure time's really not that linear is it <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> oh that's such a great way such a great way to put it um yeah i mean and it's great because there's all these threads that connect from across seasons and none of the side quests or like any of the things you choose to do do still contribute to the overall picture and learning of this world in such a great way. Like you never feel like you wasted time. Right. 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 Um, I mean, I guess I did on my first watch through, uh-huh. 
But now that I've, I've, I've got a feel for the show, I love the more side questy parts of it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's, I, I, I love it as well. It's sort of like, you know, I think people talk about it with the Simpsons as something that made what that show so great is that you build out the minor characters and you build out all these other people and stuff so that when they can get their own episode of shine, it gives you more to dig into. Like build out princess Bubblegum is the same way you're building out Mo or something, you know? Right. Yeah. What, this is the thing that I've, I've definitely become uh, more appreciative of in ter- for adventure time is that the minor characters, they can flesh them out in a way that a show like Steven universe can't simply mm-hmm. because Steven Universe is based on Steven's perspective. The entire show, yeah. like Steven is in every scene. Like it's only like the whole show is from his point of view only. It's true. So you don't get an episode that's just all about Onion. That's just from Onion's point of view going through the world. And in this, like you get full on episodes without Finn and Jake, somebody else's complete experience. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so rad. I love this show. <laughs> but this one, Finn and Jake are in. They're in the dead world. And once they get through, this, zo- they go up into the hill, the same hill where um, where Finn meets the fox. What's the guy's name again? Um, Mr. Fox? Mr. Fox, yeah. <laughs> the fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox is on top of this hill. It's the same hill, but this time there's a zombie, like a skeleton, and he's really excited to see some flesh. It's it, it smells so good and and you can tell he's kind of interested in it and Jake immediately goes oh man if you like flesh check this out and just turns himself into this huge puddle of flesh and and muscle it's so funny and there's there's some good you don't Jake know, stretchiness in yeah, this episode oh you don't know what you're doing to me man oh my god that's what the skeleton says and then a whole array of skeletons come over and Finn's like this is weird man and Jake's like nah they just think we're cool. So Finn asks him, do you guys think we're cool? No, we don't think you're cool. We're, we're just going to take your flesh. <laughs> and they start getting him and, and they start trying to take it off. And, and Jake's like, they're trying to peel me, man. I'm not a banana. And he grows really big and shakes them all off. <laughs> and then and then their getaway is is Jake's all big and they run around behind some fixture and goes, oh, here's a hole high knit. And Finn goes, it's not a hole. It's a divot. So then Jake goes, oh, oh, and then punches Finn into the ground, creating a hole, and they jump inside. What a great gag. Great gag. I, I loved it. It's a divot? Are you kidding me? That's so <laughs> specific and odd. <laughs> there were a bunch of really great specific gags. Also with the vulture we were talking about before, where they're, he's like asking them questions, and it decides whether or not they can enter the dead world. So they, they answer it wrong. It's like, go to their left, and then Jake's like, follow me, man. And they start just sidestepping to the right towards the entrance. And he's like, hey, 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 I said go to the left. And then they just keep doing it. He's like, hey. And then they run in. He goes, hey, no, I, I said no. Oh, come <laughs> yeah. on, man. Oh, no. Like sort of what happens in Distant Lands. It was just yeah, really funny. He's like the worst gatekeeper. Yeah. How'd he get that job? I don't know. But I love he doesn't have any magic powers. He's also clearly not mobile at all. So he can't stop anyone physically. <laughs> Um, it's, it's really great. Um, and so then they get away from these, these zombies and they get to this river. Now this, this is the only part of the episode. I, it's great. It causes some, a new conflict. I understand why it's in the episode, but it, 
It pissed me off, Eric. <laughs> why? Well, it's just like, Jake, come on. Why are you going to this? You're an adventurer. You, you, you don't go in this river. Jake, Finn's telling him not to go in the river. There's this sinister skeleton that's like, yes, drink the water. And he's like, <laughs> whoa, you hear that guy? Like, don't go in there. And And then he goes, don't drink the water, like using reverse psychology, which isn't funny. <laughs> but Jake goes in anyway. I'm like, God damn it, Jake, you're better than this. And then he it wipes his memory, right? It's like uh, the river of forgetfulness or forgetful water or whatever. And uh, I'm just like, come on, dude. Like, and then J- and then finish to drag him into Death's house, which is quote made of light, which is really spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and and yeah, and now Jake is being all annoying. There's there's a lot of episodes where Jake just kind of checks out <laughs> and is totally unhelpful to Finn, right? Remember Web Weirdos? Yeah, and uh, he he's kind of like that in Together Again, also. Yeah, it it's interesting. It's an interesting to character trait to write into your character and then follow through on, right? Because it's not constructive to your plots or episodes. But it is realistic. I, that's something that's going to happen to you in life. And it could you could even do it. You probably will. I've done it. You know what I mean? Like you're on a mission. You're trying to do something. Maybe it's cleaning your house or it's getting groceries and you're just not in it that day and you're just not helping. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's kind of funny that they actually saw that through. And it, yeah. it's telling of Jake. I don't, I don't remember any instances where it's Finn who's – just being dead weight to Jake, but no, me neither. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, he's also a little older. He's the older yeah. brother. He's more. He's more weary. He's more weary. He's sort of like, ah, oh, man, it's all bullshit anyway. Let's just have a good time. Um, so they go into there. They find Death, who's raking his his sand lawn, and he's. I love Death. Yeah, Death is way more hardcore in this episode than he was in some of his other appearances yeah they make him into like a real hardcore yeah. metal guy well, i get i guess once he's friends with you he's he's cool and he's chill but if if he doesn't know you like you got to get ready for a death metal drum battle yeah <laughs> as this scene here so they go in jake's being jake is pretty funny when he when he, he walks into death's house castle and goes who are you he goes who am i who are you he goes, I don't know. Who are you? And he's like, you're in my castle. What do you mean, who am I? Like, get out of here. He's like, get out of where? Like, because <laughs> I don't know. Third base. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, and then Finn comes out and he's like, another one. Mortals be gone. And then basically he's like, hey, I need this plant's life back. And it's like, look, if you want anything, down here like they they start to fight they can't fight finn tries to kick death and flies right through him and death goes no 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 down here in the world of the dead if you want anything you got to have a musical battle so he sets up at his two kick drums he's warming up he's like pick your instrument of choice we'll we'll have this musical battle and whoever if you win then i'll do your your thing whatever you want and finn goes up and there's all these different instruments up there there's a there's a guitar there's guitars there's there's everything and and Finn chooses the sleigh bells because Jake's the musical one as we know he's got a yeah, viola but, but he's but Finn is supposed to be a flute player and he can sing 
Like, he, <laughs> right with badass auto tune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he really doesn't give this like any thought or anything. He just picks up the sleigh bells and then just like convulses around and shrieks and thinks that that's going to win him his musical battle. Also, you yeah. know, we all know the rule of the musical battle, which is you let your opponent go first. That's what I that's what I learned in Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Oh no, actually Tenacious D goes does that, first. Does that does shit. that movie hold up? Does Tenacious D hold up? Because I remember that shit was the funniest fucking like when we were seventeen, yeah. there was no higher height of comedy yeah. than Tenacious D. <laughs> Dave Grohl playing the triple kick drum 666. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll say when I was like 23, I I had a friend. I re-got into it. Like I got the CD and I listened to the soundtrack and it was great. I think what and I still love it. I had a friend recently who watched it and said it doesn't hold up. This sucks. But I rewatched it not so long ago and loved it. I think it's because the songs are just so good. Like, yeah, that's really what does it. You know, like Kickapoo, the first song, it just opens the movie <laughs> a long ass fucking time ago in a town called Kickapoo. Uh, it's so it's so good. Um, Yeah. You know, I I was talking about this with a friend, too, with Bo Burnham, because I've watched the special three times and listened to the album like like eight times now. And Oh, man, that's brutal. Yeah. Well, to watch that three times. Yeah. I don't know if I yeah. could. Oh. I know. Well, I guess the first time was devastating. And then I just want Then I was like into it. And I wanted to like see the connections and like oh yeah this song is he he hints it here and it's the background for this skit and um and i was just like i want to know more about how it was done and and the songs are just so good and it's so funny is that i for a long time i was like yeah i grew up on weird al but i don't like musical comedy like it's just dumb and i think i was just trying to be cool because cool people don't like quote unquote cool people of the 2010s didn't like Musical comedy, maybe Flight of the Concords, which is like a little bit ironic, but you're cooler than musical comedy. But what's your what's your take on Garfunkel and Oates? Oh yeah, they're they're pretty good. Um, I love them. Like their their uh, their show from IFC. Oh yeah, I never. Like, I should watch it. Oh man, I thought it was like way better than Tenacious D. Oh wow, and wow. and I never saw I never watched the whole Flight of the Concords thing, but I thought it was better than that. So Maybe I should go back and watch Flight of the Concords. Season one, I season one of Flight of the Concords is front to back great. Season two, I I don't remember as well. I think I I kind of stopped watching it, but uh, but it's all it's all great stuff. And I I think I guess where I was going was that I love musical comedy. I tried to pretend like I was too cool for it, and then literally I was just thinking about how I was like, well, I do love Tenacious Yeah, Flight of the Concords is great. Oh, yeah, I mean, um. Of course, you know, the Lonely Island was funny. And I was like, well, Weird Al. And I was like, who am I kidding saying I don't like musical <laughs> right. comedy? I was like, this is incredible. And I saw Weird Al with the orchestra in New York two years ago. It was like literally one of the best shows I've ever seen. And I, it really made me realize like musical comedy, like comedy makes music so engaging. Like you hang on every word because it's like it's it, it just draws you in. Whereas normal songs sometimes don't. You know, some people are good about it and some songs are good about it, but it's yeah. just but different. There is a perception that that it's not one of the m- more well-received forms of yeah. comedy. Yeah. And it, Garfunkel and Oates uh, sort of repeatedly 
like they agree like all the times like oh yeah musical comedy is the lowest form of comedy it's like baked into their shtick oh that's funny all right i gotta watch that show they're self-referential like that um i I, yeah that that's probably my tops my list of musical comedy programs oh it's so good I forget how we get. Oh, we were talking about this musical battle. I was like, how did we get here? Um, yeah, so they have this <laughs> musical battle. Finn sucks with the sleigh bells, but then Death was goddamn ready and starts just going on his kick drums. And then his feet are going and he jumps up on it and is now death metal growling and screaming. And then jumps up in the air. There's fireworks. It's fucking gnarly. It's great. And then Jake, who still has no memory. Death's like who won He was like the skeleton guy by a mile (laughs) And yeah and Finn's like what Dude come on he's like what do you want me to lie And he's like yes like tell me I won (laughs) Is is incredible And uh This was a great twist that Jake was The judge of the contest Yeah Yeah. what (laughs) They didn't know going in So then Death is like cool so the rules are Which he didn't explain before the battle Is that if you lose the battle then I We'll take your soul or whatever. I'm going to kill you. And he throws him in a cube, which has, you know, I'm a lover of cubes. I'm excited to see it. I still haven't talked. <laughs> you do love cubes. Oh, my gosh. We haven't <laughs> talked about my my cube uh, tattoo that I, I might get soon uh, on air yet, but we need to <laughs> at a later date. Um, and then. Cube tattoo. Yeah, I, I want the cube tattoo. And then uh, he's about to die and he goes, oh, I'm supposed to tell you. Peppermint Butler says hi. And Death goes, oh, you know Peppermint Butler? He's like, oh, well, you guys can have anything you want. Hell, yeah. And then he becomes, like you were saying, Eric, just so cool. The chillest bro, just because they know Peppermint Butler. Which, I've talked about this to you before. People say it all the time, like, oh, tell so-and-so I said hi. I almost never tell so-and-so I said hi. <laughs> and I've done it a couple times and had it backfire. So now when someone goes, oh, tell them I said hi, I almost just never do it. But here, it saved Finn and Jake's lives and souls. So maybe... Shows pass along that high. Um, yeah, the uh, the ska musician community, like that's the only thing that it is. It's just like, oh, you know this guy? He says, what's up? Like, Yeah, that's funny. Everyone in, in a ska band knows the guy who knows everyone else. Like, Yeah, that's funny. So so they do it, and then he's really cool and like gives them the plant. And he's like, all right, I'll see you dudes later, and zaps them back right as... Princess Bubblegum is getting home from her tech fair in <laughs> Veggie Village. Which oh, by the way, uh, do you know where that is happening? No, where? Oh, at Stanley's house. Oh, the from the Jiggler. From the Jiggler, the watermelon. <laughs> Stanley the watermelon. Yeah, <laughs> incredible eye. I was like, we. I, I was like, we've seen this before. Um, so they get back and the the plants there, and they and Peppermint Butler brings out the princess plant, and it's in perfect condition. And she, Princess Bubblegum, eats one of the leaves, which is really surprising to everybody. And her hair just gets like curlier and shorter, and she's like looks pretty. And she's like, "Oh, um, thank you so much, Finn and Jake," which is just an incredible twist, um, right? Yeah, it's like a snack or something. Yeah, that makes her like that gives her power. And then Peppermint Butler's like, "Um, uh, Finn, I I told you there would be a price to pay for your favor." And he goes, and "He's like, yeah, what is it?" He's like, "Well." I'm going to need your skin. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, man. And he's like, uh, you're joking, right? He goes, no. I'm, and then his eyes get all crazy. He goes, I will take it from you while you sleep. <laughs> I'll take it from you while you sleep. And he guess what he says. 
Which was like really interesting. I was like, I didn't know he was supposed to be basically evil. Is he dead too? Is he dead? Is he basically like one of those people? Like what is going on with him? Yeah, I think I think they walked that back after after this episode. <laughs> he becomes much more benevolent. But it was still fun fun thing to happen. Yeah, like well because in Together Again, when they're talking to Peppermint Butler and he's asking if he can use their bones and then he says he already has them. Like it's a much more jovial conversation, yeah, and it's the same exact content. <laughs> oh my god! It's like I'm taking this whether you say it's okay or not, and yet it was way more chill and funny uh, down the line. <laughs> totally. So, oh man, but dude, killer app, killer app. I'm almost. Yeah, I dug it. I was having so much fun. I'm really afraid to ask you the next logical question, which is, did you see the snail? No, I did not see the snail. Nick, did you see the snail? No, I I didn't. All right. <laughs> now I was having too much fun. Yeah, I, I there were a couple moments when I got distracted and looked away from the screen and then I looked back and was like, "Oh no, what if I just missed the snail?" But I didn't watch it again to confirm, so it might have been in one of those moments. Might have been. We'll never know. C'est la vie, baby. Let's go to the miscellaneous mania. Mania. You know how many police cars are in the dead oh, world? No. 20. Wow. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. You mentioned this, Eric, before <laughs> during this Atlanta special, but we're in this underworld, well, death world, and there are cop cars everywhere. Yep. Great. Great stuff. There should be a million cop cars there. <laughs> We only see twenty in this episode. I That's, think it, I, I, you know, there's twenty. I, I am. I took it as an implication that there are far, far more than what we saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's tell me right here on the wiki that there are twenty police cars. Yeah, that <laughs> That's we see part of the the trivia section. <laughs> I see, I see, but it's <laughs> I, it's what we see. Yeah, millions of dead police cars. Yeah, I, the- I, I believe I believe that's that's to be true. Um, I mean, the Stanley the watermelon that was some killer miscellaneous mania. It, it it's such a apropos little callback because they treat the plant the way they treat the jiggler, which yeah. was the last time we saw Stanley. Which one was the jiggler? Is that in this season? Season one, episode oh, six, I think. Yeah, yeah, really early. I love it. I wonder that's that's gotta be a fun part of writing the show is like to be that deep in there and be like like oh what if we bring this back into here you know it's kind of like 
probably like when you're making a record or something and you get really deep in and you're like, oh, there was this sound that I was trying to use on on song one or that we did use on song one. Let's throw in an eight, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's it's cool. Um, So when Peppermint Pepper Butler opens the portal in the corner of the room, which is super awesome, I guess that's a reference to a story called The Hounds of Tindalos. Wow. Uh, where you can manifest evil beasts via 90 degree angles. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so rad to me. The... um. The promotional art for this episode that Jesse Moynihan did has Finn, Jake, and Peppermint Butler just staring into the corner. It's, it says "Death in Bloom." Did you see cr- that on the wiki page? Down yeah, there? I know. This is <laughs> should have known. This is a Jesse Moynihan episode. That also the intro, like the um, the title card. There's like this awesome, crazy, like death metal breakdown hardcore breakdown that like opens and the bass drum did you notice how i was watching michelle i was like the bass drum is so loud in this which makes sense when you realize that that's like death's primary instrument (laughs) yeah this episode uh i can't remember this episode might have been what i was watching when i i noticed a really really cool chiptune Musical interlude. There was, was this episode. There was uh, there was some really really great chip tuny stuff in this episode. The the music in this episode was was awesome. Yeah, I think it was it was maybe during the montage of them doing shitty things to the plant. Yeah, there was some really rad chip tune music playing. I can't remember. I've I've been watching a couple other things recently with chip tune everywhere. I I don't. I think I'm remembering it correctly from this episode. But I just happened to be drawn to it. I zeroed in. Wow, cool chip tune music. Yeah, I no, th- th- what they were dancing to with the flower was really great. And there's something else that happens later that I remember loving. Um, that was a good call. Yeah, uh, you know what else I, I was watching was um, Pendleton Ward's other show, Bravest Warriors. Mm. Uh, it's interesting. It's like a. It's like a PG-13 version of Adventure Time mixed with Rick and Morty. Ah. Um, but, you know, it's still like kind of the same aesthetic and um, episodes are a little bit shorter. So things move quicker and they seem a little bit even more random at times. <laughs> but, you know, the same kind of world. You, you know, um, the other. So, OK, so Bravest Warriors was on Cartoon Hangover which is like a web subsidiary of Frederator Studios. Mm. The other series that I watched this past week uh, that's also on Cartoon Hangover is Bee and Puppy Cat. Okay, what's that? Tell me more. That's created by Natasha Allegri, one of the Adventure Time storyboarders. Um, That show was really great. And you can watch these on YouTube. Yep, All the cartoon hang- hangover stuff is like full seasons on YouTube. I just pulled it up. So Frederator uh, runs cartoon hangover? Yeah, I believe Got so. Um, oh, yeah, there it is. So I would definitely recommend to you being Puppy Cat. It is more like Midnight Gospel than any other show. Well, there it is. Even Even just by like the premise, 
right? Like you, so Midnight Gospel is uh, a podcaster visits like other worlds and dimensions. Wow, like, yeah, sorry. To, I've, I've to, pulled... to inter- interview people for his podcast. Yeah. Uh, being Puppy Cat, she works for a temp agency that hires her for random jobs in other dimensions and worlds for like other random people. Oh, it sounds awesome. I just pulled up. This is so cool. It, they even have it on Cartoon Hangover as just one continuous thing, like an hour long video with the entire 10 episodes. Yeah. So, yeah. So being Puppy Cat, there's only the one season that I think it was from 2013. Um, and yeah, you can watch the whole season in an hour on YouTube and they are producing a second season currently, I believe. And I think it's going to be on Netflix uh, either later this year or next year. Wow. Well, I'm certainly going to be watching this. It is up. This is perfect. I don't know if you do this. I love YouTube. I'll be working on music or doing stuff. And I kind of like in between tasks, like to cleanse my brain by just zoning out on some YouTube videos for a little bit. And I would, I, I was like, I, instead of just watching weird interview clips or whatever the fuck I end up watching, I should be watching something that's real. So I'm, I'm really <laughs> glad to be having this to have that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Being puppy cat. Highly recommended. Cool. Puppy yeah. Cat is a real funny character. Hell yeah. I love the way he he talks. <laughs> he's he's got such a unique he like has this whistle, auto tuned whistle musical sound, and it's just it's just subtitled. Like you have to read everything he says because he just makes this weird music instead of speaking. <laughs> it's so unique. I love it. <laughs> I can't wait to get into it. We'll talk about this more. Yeah. I can't wait to see what puppy cat looks like. Um, <laughs> should we uh, see what we're going to watch next week? Yeah. What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? Let's go! It's the episode generator. All right. Episode 210. Um,. This is season seven, episode 11. Oh, 711. Should we save that for 711? No, who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, maybe we should incorporate 711 into this next episode. I don't know. Sure. We can uh, do the theme song in the 711 polyrhythm. <laughs> I was talking about the store, but yeah, that works too. <laughs> you know that that music meme? I don't. Uh, Adam Neely started it. It was a couple of years ago for Seven Eleven Day. Uh, just a seven against eleven polyrhythm oh, is like boy. such a mind fuck. And he issued a challenge like, "Hey, musicians, play something in the Seven Eleven polyrhythm at Seven Eleven." And now there's all these videos of random musicians like playing. <laughs> Oh my god! Weird avant-garde shit at Seven <laughs> Eleven. That sounds like madness, and I want to see some of yeah. it. Uh, all right, so maybe we'll 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 do that, but we will for sure watch episode. Uh, this is part of the Stakes miniseries. It's part six. Take her back, which we've done a Stakes before. It'll be fun to get back to it. Cool. Well. Um, Eric, it's been a fun episode. 
if you're if you're sticking around here, uh, get excited. Next week we might have a surprise for you. Uh, we will have a surprise. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want to commit yeah, to uh, it? Yeah. So, so I have a new solo EP that I wrote and recorded, and if you want it, you can sign up for my Patreon and you can have it. Um, it's not going to get a public release for uh several more weeks but we are going to play one of the songs on our episode of adventure guys next week hey that'll be fun yeah i covered a song from adventure time i'm not going to tell you what song it is but it is a song from the show uh and we'll play it on the podcast as a world premiere for you the listeners of adventure guys um if you want to hear it before then, or if you want to hear the rest of the songs in the EP, please just go to my Patreon, and it's, like, not expensive. You can put up, like, $2 a month, and then I can buy groceries. It's worth it. Eric's been sharing <laughs> some really fun stuff, including some art. He's talked about the art stuff on here, and you shared some, which was really cool. Did you see uh, yesterday I posted the finished album cover? I did. I like it a lot. I don't want to... Like, s- I want people to to join the patreon to see it so i don't want to tell them what it is but it's cool it's my my first finished piece of art as like an artist i've been working for like the last eight months now i think like practicing and taking classes and drawing and cartooning and this is the first thing that i finished dude you nailed it and you know what's really one of my favorite parts of it actually is which i don't i don't know if you're how you're going to take this but you're like lettering the way you you wrote your name and the end it like just like the, your handwriting is like really satisfying to me. It looks great. You know, I I thought about that because um, here's a uh, Jeff reference late in the game. Oh boy! Uh, but you know how Jeff's handwriting is on all of his albums. Oh yeah, and like you kind of learn to recognize his writing, and he, it's on his posters and stuff. I was like, it would be cool if like people figured out my handwriting. Yeah. So I'm going to start that right now. Well, it's and it's good. This is like actually, this is good handwriting worth showing people, unlike mine, which is just <laughs> not. I wish I had interesting, fun to look handwriting like you. This is great. This is great. Go to the Patreon. Do it. I can't wait for next week to to for everyone to hear the song. It's going to be really fun. And as always, if uh, you like the pod, tell one friend. That's it. Tell one friend. I mean, you could get also rate us on iTunes or kick us uh, oh, yeah. a couple pen- good things. penny at anchor.fm slash adventure guys podcast. That's what it is, right? That's what it is. I got it this time. Um, great. Well, anything else to say, Eric, or shall we sign off? Let's sign off. <laughs> okay. Bye. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>